Welcome to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where we bridge the gap between you and your goals with science and sustainability in your health, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle journey. I hope you share and enjoy. and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get a flat and toned stomach. Yes. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, yes, we will. But we're going to yeah. be giving you the real way to do it and not the way that you think, probably. So a lot of times when we, and we just like hear this a lot with a lot of women that we talk to, like, I want to have a flat stomach. I want to have a toned belly. I want to have, I want to see those little lines. I want to have a flat stomach and just, you know, not feel like I have that like super or whatever <laughs> we call it. Um, and a lot of times, <laughs> and I'll resort to one example that I know very, very well, my mom will be like, how do I get rid of this? And she'll just grab it. <laughs> how do I get rid of this? <laughs> and, um, you know, what exercises do I need to do? And like how many do I do crunches? Do I sit, sit ups? Do I do leg raises? Like, what do I need to do? And like my answer for the longest time has been, it's really not any of those exercises. Like, it's great that you do them and like your core is going to be stronger for it um, a little bit, but it has nothing to do with it. Um, and so we're going to kind of just dispel the myth and teach you today how to actually get a toned stomach for summer, a flat belly to lose belly fat. And, um, the ways to do that with your exercise. Yeah. And it's not, I, I, I would say the same thing. A lot of times when I'm talking with clients, it's like, what, you know, what do you want? And they're like abs. All right, cool. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's one thing to have abs that look functional. And then it's a second thing to actually have abs that are, and like the core, like connects your upper to your lower body. It's responsible for supporting the spine, like being able to like rotate the body and like maintain good posture. And it's, arguably it's used a lot in just all other movements, right? So it is very, it's beneficial to have a strong core, but a lot of people just want it to look <laughs> like it's strong. And so I think that there are a lot of myths, like Marissa was saying, like, I mean, my mom definitely will do, she's like, oh, I do hundred crunches every day. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So I feel like there, you know, every year we see that there are these like new fads, like there are sale hooks, like all trying to like, you know, waist trainers or flat tummy tea and all this stuff. And it, it's really frustrating because, um, like just the marketing around it and people feel like they just need to drink this one drink and that's all it takes. Um, so we're going to talk about and kind of dispel the myths and what you actually need to do if you do want to see your abs this summer. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I like start to think that I'm walking the line of like unethical marketing of like lose fat by, you know, doing X, Y, and Z or like, you know, lose more fat, gain more muscle, have a flat belly, like, like how we like name this podcast, for example, whatever the name of it's going to be, or like my last challenge, like a 21 day summer reset, right? Like I, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm walking the line, like of the ethics that I said I would never break. And like, it's so gimmicky. I feel gimmicky. And then I like 
look around and then I'm like, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> never, that's, never mind. That's like what we were talking about before we hit record, like being in Facebook groups and like seeing all these women and like the extreme lengths that they'll go through to like lose weight. And so it's, and I think that that's, that's one of the reasons why I appreciate you. And I know that you feel the same about me. It's like, we use it as marketing, but if you look at what we actually offer and like what we do, we don't do extremes. We don't have weight loss pills or supplements or, you know, whatever, like, cause there are some people and I feel so bad where I'm like, or we're talking and they're like, okay, so like what supplements do I need to take? Like what, what meal, you know, replacement shakes. And it's like, no, 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 we don't do, we don't do any of that. So it is hard. And I know that like, that is something that you and I both struggle with is that like, what's the difference between like our marketing and like what we're actually doing, but like, we're not selling skinny tees. We're not selling waist trainers. Like that is not the core of our program. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's dive right on in. If you're like, oh my God, guys, I just want to know how to see my abs. Um, but I think it's extremely important that you can not spot reduce. Like regardless of the fitspos that you see on Instagram who are pointing to their arms and going, lose your lower arm, you know, body fat, like you can't where they're like muscle on their body, like highlights on the reel. And they're like, target this one. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you, you can target your muscles, but you cannot spot reduce. So like doing tricep pull downs are not going to spot reduce and get rid of the flab under your arm. You'll tone that area. You'll tone that muscle and like build a stronger tricep. That doesn't mean that you're going to lose the fat underneath your arm. So you cannot spot reduce. So no matter how many crunches that you do, you're not actually going to now all of a sudden have abs because you do a hundred crunches every single day. Yeah. Well, I think that that's what people mean when they say like tone your triceps, right? Like they think that that means like toning is like the, the actual fat is being lost in that process or something, which I mean, like toning colloquially is used that way of like, it gets leaner is essentially what the word tone is explaining, but it toning is essentially losing body fat and, and showing the muscle that you have, or you could look at it from the lens of toning is building the muscle and then losing the fat over top of it essentially. So it's a com- combined effect of that. I think, I don't know. I just, I kind of just use the word now because I know that people respond to it. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same, but, even though before we were all like anti-tone. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, if, if they know what I mean by it, then like, I'm, if I'm speaking their language, then it's just going to make sense versus just going over their head just for me to feel smart. So, um, but anyways, so like, I think that's what they mean by, by tone. Right. So in order to actually own your stomach, you can't spot reduce it by like do, doing a certain number of exercises. I used to believe like, like imagining my stomach, like doing crunches, like imagining the muscles working. I would like imagine my muscles just like when, when I was like a teenager, I would like imagine that my muscles would like grow like a little mouth and just like eat the body fat cells and be like, <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. I got you. I got you. Like That's not, not what's happening. And it's also not another term that people use a lot is like replacing body fat with muscle. And so like when I was younger, I would imagine, um, the fat cell, like literally because like the fat 
dioramas are always like yellow and then the muscle dioramas are always like that that red like color I would just imagine like the color just like shifting and it would like shape shift from like a fat cell to like a muscle cell and like it would just happen in your body that's also not what happens you have muscle and you have fat and you basically just create more or less of each of them and that's how toning happens so I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but your fat, you don't technically lose your fat cells. They just shrink, right? Yeah. Yeah. They like empty just... out and shrink. So yeah. you don't actually lose the cell itself. Even if it's empty, it's like, it could be like, let's say like 10 millimeters in diameter. And then you like lose the body fat and it could get emptied out and like shrink to like three millimeters in diameter, but it never goes away. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you can create more fat cells, but you never technically lose them, which is like kind of a, kind of crazy to think about. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Put that nicely. Um, So in short, you cannot spot reduce. So the only way, and, and then I think that this is very interesting too, because I think it's really important to think about that everyone stores body fat very differently. So there are some people specifically women, like we carry a lot more fat in like our midsection and our lower bodies, like our legs, but then you could, (laughs) and, but that's what I'm saying. And then there are some people who carry a lot of fat, like in their upper body or their arms or like their calves. Like I've seen very, very weird, like, I don't want to say weird, um, but just, (laughs) just different, um, proportions of, of where you hold and store your fat. And if you like, I feel like a lot of women like me, like my stomach is the first place that I put on body fat and it's the last place that I lose. So when I start to lean out, like I'll lean out everywhere else, but it's like my midsection is like my stubborn area. And you'd be like, well, you know, I see people on, you know, Fitzbo people on Instagram and they're, you know, big everywhere and their midsection is lean and tone. That's just their genetics. Like they're yeah. whatever, for whatever reason, they have a very lean midsection, but they hold body fat in other areas of their body. And it's, you can't change that. I mean, you can, you can definitely help yourself, but that is just your genetics. And so what we just want to do is work with that because we can't change it. So just want to put that disclaimer out there. Yeah. Well, also too, like there are, I, I've seen a lot of recently, a lot of folks in general, just trying to defer responsibility from themselves about that. So like, they're like, well, I'm holding all my weight in my belly and it's because of my hormones. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now we've just completely deferred the fact that you can do something about that because you think it's your hormones, which means that you're just going to wait for three months until you can get labs done to like do anything about it. And so, um, there's a lot of layers to the problem, but like there are hormonal conditions and just conditions in general, like super high chronic stress environments that if you're subject to that for a long period of time, you can change the way that your fat deposits on your body in a different way. And in a bad way, like, uh, it all sits in your lower stomach type of way. Um, And that is true, but those unique one in a million cases get plastered all over the internet as fear mongering for people to be like, 
oh my God, I have belly fat. So I have a hormonal issue and now I can't do anything about it. And, and then it's just self-defeat from there. So, um, that's also something to be wary of, but when it comes to spot reduction, uh, and when it comes to losing body fat, so we're like, this is super discouraging so far. We're 11 minutes in and people are like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, so what do we, what do I do? How do I lose belly fat? And so you can't spot reduce, you can't choose where you lose it. But what you can do is you can build up muscle where you want to put on size as much as you can. And it's going to be a slower process than you want because muscle is hard to put on, but you can add muscle to your frame in the areas that you want it. And you can overall lose fat. And if you just continue on the fat loss journey and get to a low enough body fat percentage overall, eventually all the areas on your body will start to let go. Um, unless you are one of those one in a million cases where like something's actually wrong. Like for example, like lipidemia is like extreme body fat being held in the, in the legs and the glutes, um, and everywhere else can be super lean, but that's just like, it's stuck. That is a medical condition. Right. And so it's it's very extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you would, you would know, (laughs) yeah, you definitely, you would know. So it's just like, those are like the conditions that people often at times are like, well, like, you know, I feel like it's my hormones. I feel like it's this, but it's lose body fat overall to the point where your body fat percentage is low enough and everything should eventually kind of catch up. Even if you do have some stubborn and lagging parts. Hey, Hey, if you're not driving and you're liking this episode, just take two seconds and support our show by giving it a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. These ratings and reviews just allow us to bring more knowledgeable and influential people onto this show for you to learn everything possible about science and sustainability with respect to your goals. And if you like this episode, just screenshot it and tag us on Instagram to show your support. One share really could be the catalyst for someone in your life to transform their body, their health, and their fitness for good. And of course, it helps our show grow too, and we appreciate that. All right, back to the show. Yeah. And I also don't want you to hear us talking about this and say, well, Marissa and Christina said that I just need to, you know, eat in a calorie deficit and lose as many calories as possible. And then I'll have abs because if we jumped to just trying to burn as many calories as possible, let's say we're like relying on cardio to do these things, because we know that that'll burn a lot of calories. Eventually your body is going to plateau. It is going to reach this point where it kind of tries to do like as best as it can with the, with this low intake. And so what it's going to do is slow down your metabolism. And if you are just kind of staying here, like it doesn't necessarily really do anything to like help your body. So if we shift from cardio to resistance training and lifting weights, that is going to be much, much, much more beneficial for you in the long run. Cause number one, we're just building more muscle and that's going to help us give us that like more tone look, but we're also going to be speeding up our metabolism rather than like running, literally running yourself into the ground. And Marissa and I have a hundred percent been there. And I can tell you that when I was doing the most cardio, I had that skinny fat look like I did. It didn't benefit me. I was tiny. I weighed like 109 pounds, but I was, I didn't, I didn't look very good. Yeah. Well, the thing about a flat stomach is that it only looks flat if everything else is curvy. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) so if you, if you lose all body fat and also all muscle by just slaving away on the treadmill, like a hamster on a wheel, 
like that literally was me. It was like head to toe, just like stick. Like there was no butt curve. There was no boob curve, maybe a little bit. I keep my boobs pretty well. Um, but it was like stick and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's relative too. Right. And so the women that we see that are like, like beautiful, like Brazilian women with these huge glutes and like amazing shoulders. And they also have like a boob job and their waist looks tiny. Well, is their waist tiny or like, do they just have a lot of muscle everywhere else? So it's relative. And so doing a ton of cardio will definitely get you skinny, but you might be skinny with like a little bit of a stomach pooch and be like, Oh my God, my stomach's huge. But if you instead shifted towards, let me build as much muscle as humanly possible and like really build up my ratios, then my waist and stomach might be the exact same size body fat percentage, but look smaller. And I think that's something that for my physique specifically has improved over the years. Yeah. Oh man. I I love that because before when I just got into resistance training, I, all I wanted to do was like train arms and train my legs. And I didn't see any sort of purpose and at least for aesthetics to train in my chest or my back. Cause I was like, I don't care about my back muscles. Like that's stupid. You don't even and see then, them. <laughs> Yeah. Like, dude, my hair is so long. No, I'll see that. But I just didn't, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't see, I was like, oh, back muscles. Like, why would I want those? Right. But yeah. then you like thinking about building up your lats and like, I remember, gosh, remember like, this is like, if you're an OG fitness person and you remember like people putting their back shots and putting like a little star or like presents oh, underneath your back. Yeah. The Christmas tree back. Um, but like, yeah, like Marissa was saying, like you could not change your waist size at all, but if you build up your lower body, you build up your legs, your glutes, you build up your back muscle and your lats, you're going to give that appearance of having a more narrow waist. And that's one of the easiest thing, not easiest, but that's one of the, the best things that you can do with having a very well-rounded training program to give you like uh, bodybuilding is all about like smoke and mirrors right? It's like, it's all about getting like the illusion or the appearance of doing these things. And that's, that's what training back will do. Not only is it functional, but it will give you that nice hourglass shape that a lot of women want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we've kind of hit on a couple of themes here. So I want to kind of reiterate, like number one, you can't spot reduce fat. You just have to lose body fat overall in order to, um, you know, lose body fat in the areas that are stubborn, AKA maybe your stomach. Um, But then second, you can't just hammer fat loss all the time because then, and you can't do it with just like cardio and restricting calories because then you're just going to become the skinny fat. So the solution here is we really, really want to make sure that we are prioritizing strength training, building muscle and um, using fat loss phases strategically, I would say. Uh, So it's about how can I spend the majority of my time at maintenance or even a slight calorie surplus eating what it takes to just maintain my physique and um, not lose weight and focus on building muscle and strength in the gym. And then when it comes time where I want to lean out, then I can do a fat loss phase where I cut down on my calories and try to preserve as much muscle as possible so that we lower that body fat percentage, but still see the curves, the flat stomach, the toned arms and legs, those things that we desire actually come through. And so 
yeah, it's just a, it's a more arduous process than we want it to be. We want it to be six weeks of just running on the treadmill and then we're done. But unfortunately, that's how you get yourself into a very dangerous hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I think like, hopefully this isn't discouraging and you kind of have some actionable takeaways. So I feel like number one, like Marissa was just saying, it's like, we kind of fine tune your diet a little bit. We work on building muscle, not necessarily burning a lot of calories. We have a well-rounded training program, and then we're not just doing like crunches. Like, I think it's also important that we're we're focusing on all areas of the midsection. And I think that's something that is gaining a little bit more traction is like training your TVA. And so what is that? Your transverse, I forget the transverse abdominus. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of works as like a corset and kind of like holding everything in. So if you have very strong abs, but your TVA is weak, it's sometimes I can give you that like pooch appearance. And so a lot of women specifically postpartum because your TVA weakens when you get pregnant to make room for the baby and we don't directly train it. So that's why there's this like mom pooch that is very, you know, a lot of people feel it because maybe they're doing crunches or they're doing cardio, but they're not directly training their TVA. Um, so if you just do some specific TVA work, good news, good news is that it responds very quickly. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, like I need to now start training this body part and I've never done it before. Um, so you can do some th certain things like vacuums, like vacuums, you probably see a lot of competitors doing. And if you don't want to compete, totally fine. You don't have to, but it's a really, really great way to target your TVA muscles over a short period of time. And you should notice actually a pretty significant difference. Um, just doing some specific, and I know we just said, like, don't just do, you know, abs and expect to see some results, but that can help, uh, strengthen your overall core. Um, so hopefully that gives you like a little bit more like actionable takeaways. Um, and you feel like you can do some things and feel like you're on your way to having a tighter, leaner midsection. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's kind of like, based on that, there's kind of three categories, of like ways to train your core. So like mm -hmm. number one is like surface level where like we think of like surface level six pack abs, like crunches, weighted crunches, like races, like do all the things that like make the little ab muscles pop for the six pack, right? And then the TVA is like the deep, deep core that like holds your organs in. And so like, <laughs> if you train that, then like your organs don't just spill out and like, you don't have a pooch. <laughs> uh, that is like probably incorrect and overly simplistic terms, but I'm just yes. going to say it anyways. Um, but like, that's like the deep, deep core that, that holds everything together and tight. And it's so important that that is strong. And then like, I guess like all encompassing is training your core with compound movements in like your squats, your deadlifts, like all of your strength training exercises, more than just doing like surface level abs, like you learn how to properly brace and hold your core during these exercises. And it's going to benefit you so much, not only aesthetically, but functionally in these movements to be able to get stronger. And, um, yeah, there's just so much of a carryover benefit there. So, um, I feel like there's kind of like three avenues you could take. You could do the vacuums, you could do the surface level core, and you can just like really work on engaging it during all of your movements that you do. Um, and I think it's just, it's not one or the other. It's like, let's make sure that all of it is encompassed in a well-rounded training program. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the other, the good takeaways from this is let's say you've only been training your core one out of the three ways. If you incorporate two new ways to training your core, like you're probably going to see some pretty quick results from that just because you've, it's, it's a new stimulus that your body is, is not used to. So you're probably going to see quicker results in someone who already is doing all of those three things, which if that's the case, you probably do have some pretty good results already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else? That's it. I I think so. Damn. You set a record. (laughs) I know it was a pretty short one for us. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, uh, you're still listening. Like you weren't mad at us for having this clickbaity title (laughs) and you feel like you're on your way to having uh, a leaner midsection for the remainder of the summer, but, um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.